Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this. What is today? The 26th day of July. You know, folks, I tell you, it's, it's so much news that's coming in so fast uh, that I can't keep up with all of it. I mean, it just broke a, like five minutes ago. I want to say that uh, Colorado will be going to the Big 12, back to the Big 12 with Nebraska and Oklahoma. So I don't know what's left of the Pac-10. Uh, so that broke. But also, I'm not going to really talk about that story. I'm just saying that story just broke here. <coughs> Aaron Rodgers, wow, he takes a massive pay cut. If he would have did this a few years ago, I think Green Bay would have had a few rings. Uh, going to talk about that NIL proposal, uh, legislative proposal by two senators. Get into that. Jim Harbaugh suspended for four games. Uh, somewhat of a, a, uh, a slap on the wrist there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got a good soundbite from the Patrick Mahomes Netflix last episode of the documentary, really good there. That's probably going to put him in legendary status, uh, if not already. I mean, this quarterback thing was a great move by him. I'll get into that. And also ESPN possibly uh, working out a deal to sell part of its uh, uh, part of this company through Disney to one of the leagues. Uh, that's crazy. I'll get into that. But at first, we'll go ahead and take our first and only break here, and I'll be back here in 49 seconds here on Sportscope. Hello, Sportscope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the Cash App, the, word, the cash sign, and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then, now I'm back here live. Okay, uh, big story here broke this late this afternoon. Aaron Rodgers has uh, restructured his contract. I did not expect this type of uh, restructure. You got to be totally ecstatic if you're Jets fans. My thing is, if Rodgers would have did this five or six years ago with the Packers, if you look at the team's, that the Packers have had that's got to the NFC championship game against that Tampa Bay team. If he had restructured prior to that, and maybe they had a little bit better defense, maybe they had a better receiver. Uh, possibly that is a, uh, they're a Super Bowl champ instead of that 2020 Tampa Bay Buck team. Uh, but here, here's the numbers here. He's restructured his deal now. To get uh, $75, uh, $75. That would be crazy. Uh, so basically, his contract now is two years, $75 million. 
Uh, it's very similar to uh, Pro Football Focus says it's very similar to Tom Brady's contract when he signed with the Bucks two years, fifty million when the cap was one ninety eight. Uh, Rogers is two years, seventy five million when the cap was two twenty four. You got about the same amount of uh, uh, cap hits percentage wise there. Uh, that model uh, worked in Tampa. Both are team-friendly quarterback deals that allows the team to be more aggressive in this two-year window. Essentially, folks, that is a $8 million cap hit. That is peanuts pickles for this year. Particularly, you say, well, you've already got the players signed this year. What does this mean? Well, for instance, this means that this team can make a major trade in the middle of the season. The trade deadline has been massive. It's usually around November 1st. Uh, remember last year, Bradley Chubb was traded at, at the trade deadline. The year before that, Von Miller, uh, he helped put over Bradley Chubb traded from Denver to the Miami Dolphins. Von Miller was traded from Denver to the uh, L.A. Rams the year before last. That helped put the Rams over the top. Uh, for example, if you look at a team like the Raiders, uh, you look for a team like the Raiders, maybe they implode, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt again, and then they go after Devontae Adams, somebody like that, maybe a Max Crosby, but I doubt they'll go after a Crosby. But what if one of these offensive linemen, Dwayne Brown, who isn't practicing, and Micaiah Becton, who says his knee's still bothering him, what if they go after a team uh, for an offensive lineman? What if they make a trade before the end of training camp and bring in a team that who may have a surplus of linemen uh, 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 before the season starts. So when you, when he's taking $8 million instead of $35 million, that is massive. Kudos to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I wish you would have did this beforehand. Listen, Rodgers, talent-wise, uh, I want to say he's got the most MVPs, if not second. Uh, he's tied for the most, I want to say, four MVPs in the league here. And if you would have said, if he would have done this a few years ago, this guy, mind you, look at all those national insurance commercials that he's got uh, from State Farm. You know, the discount double check. He's made a lot of money from those commercials because they're running around the clock, Pickles. They're running around the clock. So uh, during the football season, him and uh, I'll tell you what, Patrick Mahomes, I got some sound from him, by the way. Uh, this guy is 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 what what he did last year was legendary, and, and I'll talk about that in a later segment. But if you would have put, um, I'm trying to think. I think he's tied NFL players tied for uh, uh, for most MVPs, and I didn't get a chance because I was working on some other things. But I'll say this, most MVP winners, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, both quarterbacks. I mean, I'm telling you, man, you, you add three or four, uh, you add three or four Super Bowls there, and, and you know, he, he he's probably three all-time, maybe two, uh, behind only uh, Tom Brady with his talent level, but he's only got one. He's only got one, and I don't have him in my top five, okay, all time. But talent-wise, yeah, you could say that for Rodgers. Uh, but that being said, uh, this would be 
huge for him if they can find a way to pull off a Super Bowl win this year. Uh, he will forever be loved, beloved by the New York Jet fan uh, base. Uh, last time they won was 68 under Joe Namath. So uh, I, I like this all-in approach. Did not, again, did not expect him to restructure to this type of magnitude. Uh, so, again, uh, at least room, say, say, for instance, if Reese Hall is not 100% and is not going to be 100% before week one, they can bring in a Dalvin Cook here in the next two weeks. Excellent running back, still out there, Cream Hunt, somebody of that magnitude, two players that are uh, going to charge a little bit more. The Jets can now afford them. So, yeah, that's how big a deal this is. And Rodgers, uh, listen, man, the guy's made probably $300 million if you add in endorsements and earnings career. Uh, he's a single guy, not a bunch of kids out of wedlock. Uh, seems like a very smart guy. I think that he, yeah, Josh Jacobs, they can make a trade for him, Pickle says. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could be part of that deal there. But this guy should never have to worry about money again, not unless he just goes crazy and blows it. Uh, he should be set for life. But Dorn Rogers, he'll go to work somewhere. I mean, he, he may take over for Jeopardy someday. Uh, he, he, he may have a, a major uh, podcast of his own and make millions of dollars out the, off of that. I, I see big things out of Rogers coming up in the future, Judging by from you know the way he's interviewed and how he's handled himself on um, Pat McAfee weekly, but also the way he handled himself on the uh, um, oh god, what was that other one here? Uh, I don't know why I'm drawing blanks today. Just in all types of interviews, really, if you think about it. If you think about a guy like Rogers, so you know the sky is the limit, man. I mean, that really is for him. Uh, especially if he can add another Super Bowl there, you know? So anyways, uh, good. like I said, that's a very good thing here for the New York Jets. Imagine Rodgers with the power back like a Jacobs. Yeah, that that is, that is goal line touchdown actions. Jacobs can catch the ball out of the backfield. And eventually, Brees Hall will be healthy from what I hear in read uh just another example like next year his cap hit's going to be 45 million that looks expensive but mind you the cap's probably going to go up 25 more million dollars uh Deshaun Watson's cap is 63 million next year uh that he and Patrick Mahomes will be 46 his his will be more his cap hit will be more than Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson significantly more at 63 million Dollars again, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, they could very well be a play there. You imagine Devontae Adams on one side, Garrett Wilson on the other, and a three receiver like a guy like Corey Davis could run wild out there, uh, and get really, really good coverage there. Uh, but you know, a lot of it is can you keep this guy, can you keep this guy protected, you know. And that, that's all the, the $64,000 question when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Okay, uh, big story, somewhat of a big story here out of uh, Michigan. 
Now, uh, yesterday, yesterday, boy, I got some good stuff there for that uh, that Patrick Mahomes Netflix quarterback story. Uh, so, anyways, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, got suspended for four games for essentially. Uh, uh, he he hosted some recruits during the COVID lockdown. That was going back three years. Uh, let me make sure I get this right. Harbaugh's being suspended for alleged false statements. False statements made to the NCAA in response to an investigation of recruiting violation. He and the Michigan staff members, some of those recruiting violations and staff members the NCAA are, are level two, which includes meeting with recruits during the COVID dead period, a time during the calendar year where the coaches cannot meet with recruits physically texting a recruit outside allowable time, time period and having coaches watch players work out over Zoom, which is, uh, you know, essentially a bunch of 50 cent BS, okay? And his big violation was, just like Bruce Pearl, just like Bruce Pearl of uh, University of Tennessee, he lied to the NCAA and said it didn't happen. They found out during their investigation that it did happen, and he gets suspended for four games. And, you know, a lot of the writers I'm, I'm just reading up on saying, well, the NCAA is kind of getting more looser now with stuff like this. Because Bruce Pearl, Bruce Curl, Pearl, the University of Tennessee basketball coach, he got a uh, a few years before this, a three-year show clause. Now, I've talked about that with the University of Tennessee, University of uh, uh, Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt, who had a six-year show clause, which is a very strict, strict probation uh but, you know, it's a four-game suspension. But if you are a, uh, a Michigan fan, Michigan has a walk in a park about like Georgia the first four games. Uh, so it's really no autopsy, no foul. Uh, they are playing at home against East Carolina on September 2nd. Okay, well, not necessarily a barn-burning type of game. Uh, you look at uh, September 9th, they're playing at UNLV. If they lose to at UNLV without Jim Harbaugh, they don't deserve to make the playoff anyways. Uh, and then they got to play, uh, they're at home against Bowling Green. Now, September 23rd, that last game, they're at home against Rutgers, who has Greg Schiano, uh, a coach team. This is Greg Schiano part two now. He's been back there since 2000. And 19, uh, I bet they'll probably be a pretty hard team for him to play. They could lose that one. Shiano's a good coach, man. Uh, this is part two of Shiano. Not as good as he was in the early 2000s when he was had um, – who, uh, who was that guy? Uh, I can't remember the guy. I know they had guys like Ray Rice, though, on that team, winning a lot of games. 10-11 games, getting a lot of draft picks, uh, getting a pretty good bowl games there at Rutgers. So this could be, but it is at Michigan. Michigan, with, with their quarterback play, 
uh, McCaffrey, all those guys, they're going to be probably a top five to top ten. They're not going to be outside the top ten this year. They're favored to win the uh, Big Ten this year. Uh, he should be okay. But, uh, you know, a lot of people saying it's a slap on the wrist. Others are saying it's a little too much. I'm saying that the N- the NCAA is, is getting a little bit more lenient here. For example, I was looking at some of the more harsher, uh, the harsher uh, smackdowns, the, the harsher penalties that the NCAA has made in the last 30 years. Of course, we know about the lack of institutional control back on USC when they had their scholarship limitation uh, and, and, and Reggie Bush, they took away his Heisman Trophy and whatnot. They vacated those wins during that Reggie Bush era. Uh, and, and that ultimately cost Lane Kiffin his job, what he says. But I think Kiffin's overrated coach. He's shown to be kind of hitting his pinnacle anyways. Uh, that was pretty bad. But also, 30 years ago in August, Pickles, the University of Auburn was hit with one of the most severe penalties in history. It just made me think, because I was wondering about, like, what's the most penalties heavily penalized situation in the NCAA history. And uh, August 18th, 1993, Auburn hit pretty hard. I was looking this up. Uh, Auburn scholarship players, uh, Eric Ramsey secretly taping four years worth of conversation between Auburn coaches and supportive provide illegal cash in gifts. They got a two-year uh, Auburn ended up getting a uh, uh, a TV ban for one year. Uh, they got a two-year uh, bowl ban as well, uh, not to mention that strips uh, scholarships. They actually went undefeated that year. They went undefeated, and it counted for nothing. It counted for nothing. Of course, Pickle says basically the death penalty, that that's going back way back before the 30 years I was talking about where basically they disabled the football program in there uh, between – there was a 30 for 30 made on that between Eric Dickerson uh, and – was it Greg James? Was the other running back there, Pickles? Uh, Greg James in that one, uh, that was the worst of all time where they had the payroll set up for players and everything. They just now got SMU about four or five years ago. That's how bad that one was. I think that was going back about 25 uh, – 30, 35 years I want to say back to the 80s, uh, but inside 30 years with the Auburn one was, was was pretty heavy. I didn't realize how how heavy it was. Yeah, Craig James. Yeah, that one with Craig James, Eric Dickerson. Uh, that was I'll get one goes back to the 80s where uh, the NCAA basically just threw the book at them, threw a giant dictionary at these guys. So. Uh, uh, if you're a Michigan fan, you you, you got to worry at the end of September. You know, you got to worry about the end of September because Shiano will have Rutgers ready to play. You'll be favored in all those games. It's not like you're playing at Notre Dame or at Ohio State during that time. Um, but basically, it is what it is. And, and you know, people do that. That is a legit beef there that uh, that Tennessee fans should have a legit beef for. Bruce Pearl. Now we're going to back. I don't know, was that 2008 or nine? Or, I can't remember when Pearl. No, 15. I can't remember. 
back when Bruce Pearl uh, was essentially fired for Tennessee after that three-year show clause for lying about the um, for lying about the barbecue. Tennessee fans really still ain't got over. They went through two coaches since, and they may have going through another one in the basketball program. Now he's reemerged at Auburn, and uh, he, he's kind of uh, he's kind of staying put here. Okay, since I'm on college here, uh, so so now the news simply just broke that uh, the, the 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 Big Twelve here. This is through Brett McMurphy. Let me make sure I got this right here. So the Big 12, essentially, uh, Colorado will move back to the Big 12. Uh, According to Brett McMurphy, is officially leaving the Pac-10 and returning to the Big 12. So uh, there's a big picture of uh, Deion Sanders. Listen, folks, I'm letting my prediction stand pat here. Now, Dion did have some blood clots removed. Maybe he don't want to move a new, to a new job. Uh, he claims to be okay. He's had some surgery. Uh, this news just broke that uh, Colorado will be leaving the Pac-12 and playing with Nebraska. And Oklahoma, uh, no, wait, no, Oklahoma won't be a part of that anymore. So we're talking TCU, Nebraska. Uh, Colorado's going to be better now. But, uh, you know, again, there's no Oklahoma. There's no Texas because they're going to be in the SEC next year. So this kind of saves the Big 12. I don't know if the Big 12's done yet. Are they going to add another team? Are they going to add a Utah now? Uh, but but what, what do you do with the Pac-12? The only thing they've got now is Oregon because USC and UCLA, they're going off to the Big 10 so uh, the Pac-12, they're on life support pickles. I mean, you got Stanford there, and you've got, uh, yeah, Texas Tech. Yeah, so the Big 12 will be uh, Texas Tech, Kansas, Kansas State here, and Nebraska and that bunch there. So Nebraska's got a better coach now. Yeah, uh, I keep, keep wanting to say, uh, there's Nebraska back in the Big 10, excuse me, yeah. So Texas, Kansas, Kansas State, Nebraska is actually in the Big Ten now. So it's all over the place right now with these mega conferences. There, there's a chance that that maybe uh, that maybe that, that, that the Pac-12, what's left of the Pac-12, uh, emerges with with with, with, the, with with the Big Twelve, and you have a mega conference there. There's a lot of realignment that still has to be discussed here. Uh, I actually like what's happened in the SEC. I kind of wish the SEC can get Ohio State and Clemson, but beggars cannot be choosy. That's a story that I'll leave for at another time because I don't have enough information. Just letting you know, folks, I am aware of that story, but I just don't know all the details. Now, I am aware of this story. Speaking of crazy stories here, folks, let me see here. Let me check with this here. Let me make sure I got my ducks in a row. Okay, so the I guess I'll do this NIL story. All right. Now, uh, there's multiple senators, United States senators, proposing uh, NIL uh, transfer uh, proposal 
type of deals here uh, to kind of, and this is something that guys, uh, the commissioners from, from all conference, uh, all the big, you know, uh, what's the guy's name? The Ohio State coach, uh, the president there, uh, uh, Nick Saban, Alabama, even the big kahunas are saying, we need some guardrails on this NIL stuff, you know, and this transfer portal here. It's getting a little bit crazy, to say the least. And I was reading here, even Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer says he believes that is it's a, it's a big problem with tampering and using NIL and portal NIL. Uh, Trent Dilfer, the former NFL quarterback, Played for the Baltimore Ravens, helped beat the Tennessee Titans. I hate that, hated that. Uh, Dilfer's ESPN personality was a high school co-chair in Nashville, Tennessee area, then left and took a UAB uh, coaching job in college this year. And he says, he says, they're in my office in tears. I don't want to leave, but my dad is being told by collective or by my high school coach or by a freaking player director of a Power 5 school that I can make way more money with them than at UAB. That That's that's Trent Dilfer. He's a first-year guy, by the way. Okay? And so, essentially, I'm trying to read over this stuff here. Now, this is by uh, Senators Joe Manchin. He's a Democrat. Tommy Tuberville, former Auburn coach, is a Republican. And basically, they have put together this thing talking about a uh, introduction to protect athletes in schools, uh, basically saying that uh, different parts from different proposed legislation, student athletes must complete three years of academic eligibility before allowing them to transfer exceptions for a death in the family or a coach that's fired or left. Now, I did not read that last part there. Uh, also, it says that these guys, NIL deals, well, uh, th- these guys have to register as agents, these companies. So you can't, essentially, you can't just put together a company to do a fake NIL, deal, which I thought was going to happen anyways, and and kind of just slide money that way, pay players that way. Okay. And it also says that athletes cannot enter in with sexually subjective products, alcohol, sports betting companies. That would be uh, a way to rig the game, you know, especially with the betting companies. I thought that was already in place. Uh, Tuberville will have to preempt state laws. Uh, so this is some type of national deal. All the coaches, the major coaches are actually pushing for this stuff. Uh, which is good, actually. And here's my thing. I did not catch that last part. I was going to really claw into these two guys, but about the the three years, student-athlete must complete three years of academic eligibility before allowing them to transfer without penalty, except for death in the family or coach that is fired or leaves. Now, that's the part that that I would say is a is a major exception. And I'm okay with this after I read that. I was going to rip into these guys before that came about, okay? Because the coaches can leave. You should be able to leave if the coaches leave. 
But you think about it this way. A certain coach has a certain scheme. If you're a defensive player, you you, you want to play a certain scheme that's going to – you're thinking is going to transfer you to the NFL. If a whole new coach comes in and play and wants to play a lot of zone and you're a man coverage cornerback, that could cost you uh, a draft position. You could go from a second-round guy to a fifth-round guy. Or six, you just never know. Uh, if you're, you're a quarterback – and you want to throw the ball all over the place, and then you got a coach in here that is a throwback guy, like the the Wisconsin, the former Wisconsin coach, the coach for um, University of Illinois, who wants to run the ball all the time. He's very old school. Then uh, you're not going to be able to showcase your talents that way, but they're saying that would be the exception. You should be able to leave that way. And as far as um, – so it, it looks like it, it, it's some pretty good stuff here. Not sure it's called the uh, called the Protecting Athletes Schools and Sports. And also three other uh, senators uh, have proposed, bipartisan senators, three other different senators have proposed a deal to get the college athletes some type of long-term health insurance uh, in case if they got injuries in college you go – that linger. Uh, that all sounds like pretty good stuff, you know. Uh, that all sounds like pretty good stuff here. I think what what Trent Dilfer saying is, uh, and, and a lot of people are saying it is, and I noticed this. This happened with the uh, North Carolina Drake May. Is guys are recruiting active players after they've already signed there. They're legally recruiting these players. After they sign, the players aren't reaching out to them. They're reaching out to these players and offering bigger NIL deals once the players are already playing on the team. So it, it gets crazy like that. Now, of course, Drake May, the prospect, is going to be a top five guy. He's going to be a top five guy um, in the NFL draft. He likes North Carolina. He's from that area. He's going to stay there and play out his contract. Uh, you're just trying to get it away from guys just basically buying players up. And and it's not really – the NIL is supposed to, you know, your your name, image, and likeness. That's what it's for. It's not a free agency thing. It's supposed to see, okay, we know you're out here balling out of control. Can you pump this chewing gum brand? Can you pump up this clothing line, uh, this sporting clothing line, uh, these sunglasses or whatever? Uh, can, can, can you pump up these particular headphones? Uh, this, this beats by Drake. Can you do this, this type of, uh, logo or whatever commercial, uh, Kavarius tears. His mom put out on Facebook here. It's been on the program that said he's got an NIL deal. I hope to bring him back on before. So that's what it's supposed to be done. You know? Uh, but if you're treating it like it's uh, like a free agency type of thing, uh, and then that stuff starts to get shady, and the money starts to go underneath the table, it, it, it's it, it she started to get into some shady stuff here, where you could possibly get the student in trouble, like with not claiming the money or whatever. Uh, we we know that's been going on. I just mentioned you mentioned the Pony Express pickles, and I mentioned the. Uh, the the payments back in '93 from the Auburn players that got the Auburn University and all of that um, trouble there, you know. 
so anyways, but uh, that commitment does not vote well if the player, that commitment, there is exemptions from that commitment if the coach leaves. I think that's huge. If the coach leaves, uh, and of course, if you just want to leave just because you're not satisfied, then you set out the year and then go the other way. So this would this would probably limit the illegal recruiting that's going on. It's what they're trying to say, and and make the guy stick it out. So it 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 uh, I'm okay with that. I think it's gotten a little crazy, you know. It's gotten a little bit crazy in three years. There's guys 23 years old out here playing 23, 25 years old. Uh, you still have grad transfers that are eligible. You could still a red shirt a year. Uh, they got something called a gray shirt or something like that, where you can uh, you can miss for medical reasons again. And you've got guys that are doing grad transfers. They're doing these these red shirts, and they're 23, 24, 25, like Stetson Bennett was, like Hendon Hooker was. Uh, uh, Joe Milton, the quarterback for University of Tennessee, he's going to be 23 years old starting this year. Uh, that used to be a, a player's uh, second year in the NFL. But now they're, they're looking at ways to get around that. So uh, it's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, we'll see how it works out. Not too bad, I would not think. Okay. Interesting story here out of uh, this came up last week, folks. Now, ESPN is shopping to sell stakes to the leagues here. Uh, interesting story here. CNBC mentioned, uh, have covered this story. Uh, uh, NBC has covered this story. Uh, ESPN would like to morph itself into a streaming hub for live sports management. Would like to launch feature allowing ESPN or ESPN app to be users uh, to games, no matter where they stream from ES, ES, CNBC reported this year, uh, ESPN 80%, by the way, Disney owns 80% of ESPN. Uh, Hearst communications owns 20%. I did not know that this Hearst communications have owned a 20% of ESPN since 1990. Uh uh, Disney Disney has owned ESPN since uh, 1996. Okay, here's some of the key points of what this ESPN. This is from uh, CNBC. ESPN held early talks about strategic partnerships with the NBA, the NFL, and the MLB that would include the leads taking equity stake in the business. Sources tell CNBC. Disney CEO Bob Iger talked about bringing a strategic partner into ESPN in an interview last week on CNBC. Striking a deal directly with the leagues would be unprecedented, but it would give ESPN a safety net that would receive premium content from the leagues. Um, again, I think that this would... Uh, this would be a big conflict of interest. So, for instance, if you see, if you see, uh, and I talk about this on Mac and Jack and Jim Jeff Coach show uh, last Sunday, but my thing is, 
it, the, the the NFL Network, you don't really see their shows trending a lot, you know, because they're very cookie cutter shows. Okay, uh, I mean they'll talk about fantasy football, but they're not going to be cutting it. There's not going to be any heavy criticism of the NFL or the way things are being done on the NFL Network. I mean, I love Ian Rappaport, but he can't come out and talk crazy about the NFL, you know. And uh, uh, so what this would be, this would be essentially a conflict of interest. I mean, any of the talent that covered, they're going to have to walk gingerly, even though they already do, ESPN. Uh, this story, I looked up pro football talk. They talked about uh, Commissioner Paul Tagliabue uh, back in 2003, I was in college at the time, Pickles, and I love this show. ESPN had a show called Playmakers. It was about a professional football league and football team, and it showed the dark side of it. And quite frankly, for us that follow this stuff, that read the headlines, that read the paper, uh, uh, there's a lot of dark. It showed the dark side of professional sports and particularly uh, professional football. It was a, it was a fictitious show, but the ESPN, uh, basically the NFL bullied them and saying it, uh, Paul Tagliabue called it an inaccurate depiction of the game and was right. It was too tame and it was too tame saying it was actually worse than the real thing is what this writer was saying. I think that was, this might've been, Mike Florio, and I, I actually with Mike Florio on here, uh, the NFL basically bullied ESPN to stop showing that show. Great season. Canceled after one season, Pickles. He used to record that show, man. Yeah. Uh, Playmakers was canceled after uh, uh, one season. Now, of course, for Sports Scope, something like this would be great. Uh, uh, yeah, and I've seen Pickles talks about North Dallas 40. Now, Mike Golick said that the, the movie, which I've seen the for the first time as a 70s movie, I've seen for the first time about two years ago, and it talks about uh, the business side of it and the rotten business side of it, uh, of, of uh, the NFL going back to the 70s, which it really it's like that now, uh, of the um the North Dallas 40, which that would be a good one to remake, by the way, I would think. That one would be a real good one. Uh, so you asked why is, why, is, uh, why do you think ESPN's doing this? Uh, they need revenue. Uh, the, other, the other networks would fight something like this. Uh, Disney and ESPN, uh, uh, the cord cutting, yes, that is a big deal. It's going on. I was reading something the other day. 60% of people get their news and sports information through digital, not through traditional TV. I'm in the 40%, and I, I'm technically a millennial by one year. So uh, I can kind of see that's the way things are going. Plus, listen, I've been saying this for the last few years. Uh, Disney is way too caught up into uh, 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 letting their personalities push a bunch of social causes. Uh, they do a bunch of race-baiting narratives with guys like Bonami bon, Jones, 
who's been who's uh, failed at three shows there, uh, multiple TV shows, a radio show. Then he got a show at uh, uh, HBO. Uh, the guy looks for the race thing and everything. Uh, they want to push these uh, political and 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 uh, social issues that have nothing to do with nothing, and they're very one sided. And it just ticks people off, and people stop watching. You know, I've had John Bristano on here. It's not just me, a guy from the South here. Uh, he's from uh, Niagara Falls area, Buffalo area, New York. And he says he stopped watching ESPN instead he started watching me here on my program. So that as much as the media, the, the, uh, the, the big media and the sports media who, who do not work at ESPN will to, your, uh, for example, your Mike Florio's, uh, he agrees with a lot of that nonsense. He wants to downplay that part of it. But the truth of the matter is people do not want to hear that crap. You know, they do not want to hear that crap. I'm one of those people. I'll still uh, follow and, and quote Stephen A. Smith from time to time because uh, he, he it may be something interesting that I want to talk about. But for the most part, a lot of those guys have moved out. They've had massive layoffs there. Uh, there could be another massive round at any time. They've had multiple rounds, by the way, of layoffs going all the way back. I'm going to say even before 2017, they started this. And uh, so this all remains to be seen. I think uh, I think somebody else should simply try to buy, uh, buy ESPN and get it as far away from Disney as possible. There are big companies out here that can do it. I don't I don't know who those companies would be. I don't know if it would be an Amazon or an Apple or anybody like that. Uh, but but there's somebody out here that could do it, make it happen. Could it be Discovery? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't think it would be Turner Sports or anybody, uh, but it, it could be somebody like we talked about before when ESPN was doing these layoffs, it could be somebody we've never heard of out of the UK or somebody uh, to, to, to buy ESPN, make it back into, uh, they would do some initial cuts and bring their own people in to run it. And then they would just keep it about, uh, keep it about sports, keep it about the games, the live events here. And there's still a way to save it. It's still a brand. I want to say it's been out since 79, Pickles. Uh, been out for a while and, and very popular. So, uh, but if, if this does happen, again, this would help my show, which would be great. Uh, I can use the money, right, Pickles? I, I can use the money here. Uh, that would be some good stuff there. Ooh, that's a mouthful. But it sounds complicated. My guess is... I think it's just talk. I don't think anything's going to happen at that. Uh, I think there's too much logistics that would have to happen. Uh, I've been wrong before, uh, but we'll see. We shall see a Wuku Saki. All righty then. Okay, so I'm watching. I've been telling you all about this, Pickles, about this Netflix series here. Uh, if you guys get a chance to watch this, if you've got Netflix, it wouldn't be cheap for all the NFL games to be affordable if I get it, get red zone this year. 
Yeah, Red Zone is awesome, Chad. It's really good. I've been watching it for, I don't know, five, ten years now. Man, like NMM said in one of his songs, he said it's the best thing since wrestling. <laughs> now I'm not a big wrestling guy. Okay. So uh, I'm watching this Netflix docuseries about the NFL quarterback. I've talked to you all about this before. And it's all that in a couple soup. It's eight episodes. They find a way to get through the season, throughout the whole season, with uh, three quarterbacks here, uh, Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and um, Patrick Mahomes. And I'm towards the end. I'm towards episode eight. And I'm not, it's not any spoiler alert because we already seen the games, you know? So we already seen the game. So Mahomes, you know, I, I thought about this when it happened. And I'll say this. This guy, when he sprained his ankle in that Jacksonville game, high ankle sprain in the divisional round. Remember, they got the the bye week. He springs his ankle in the game. And he is grimacing, grimacing. Uh, There's speculation that maybe he broke it. There's speculation that maybe he had broke it. And here is some sound here of him not wanting – not wanting to go back into um, – here's some sound of him not wanting to, to go back uh, to, to get the uh, the x-ray. And he's actually – he's saying something to the – to Andy Reid. He is – and there's some, there's some curse words in this. He, he's talking to Eric B. Enemy. He's talking to the quarterback coach, the trainer. And listen to this. It's a tough spot for a head coach. Let's see what Andy Reid does here. I'm going to take you out here. No. Fuck no. That's Andy Reid says, I'm going to take you out here. He's like, no. Bleep no. All right. Play him. I'm good. Hell no. Hell no. I'm no. Fuck no. No. Not a chance. Let me get one more time at least. No. No way. I'm no, no way. No, I'll do it at halftime. I'm- and, now, and now the uh, Matt Nagy, I think it's a quarterback coach. He's like, listen, I'll do it at halftime. Then Eric Bieniemy, the OC, comes in and he talks to him. Then Andy Reid comes back and said, listen, you may have broke it. And he said, I'll do it at halftime. I'll do it at halftime. Then I'll say that. That that drive in him, that opposite thinking of a guy like Matt Ryan, Win at all cost. That toughness. Ben Roethlisberger, he played on a high ankle sprain, uh, but he lost. Uh, he was playing. He finished a game back in 2010 against Denver. Uh, kind of, kind of lucky. That was the game where 
uh, Tim Tebow uh, got his lucky pass there off um, for a touchdown. But he, he, he is really ticked off about this thing, you know. And he's hobbling around. Then he goes out and he gets... He, he, he gets the x-ray, and, and here's some more sound here. And they're asking him, are you good? This is, now it goes into halftime. They still got a slight lead here. Got a slight lead. He goes into halftime. They, here's some more sound here afterwards. That, that was... Uh, that was uh, uh, Andy Reid saying, how you doing? And then and, and he says, I'm good. Am I good to go or am I going or no? Am I going back in or no? Let, let me find out. I'm going to talk to Coach and find out yeah. what they say. They put that in high ankle, right? High ankle. I've played with him before, though. How's the pain? Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not going to run, but I can do everything else. It's going to hurt, but I, I can play. Bro, there's 20. So his wife don't even want him to go back in here. Here's a little bit more sound to hear saying, listen, I'll, let, let, me, let me get back up in here, okay? Hey, don't be, start, don't be scared to call the deep show. Better step up. Listen, listen, I can throw the rock. Yeah, Andy's old school. The, the Pickles, the younger coaches are saying, man, I don't know. We might." Andy's like, hey, if you want to get back in there, we'll get back in there. Pickles says, Andy's old school. So now he's listen. he said, listen, if you want to call it deep, call it deep. It's going to hurt for a minute, but call it deep. And then Reed says, okay, I'll cut you loose. And this last sound is uh they got they got the wife not uh I think her name's Brittany. They got the wife mic'd up and they're filming her. She's up in the booth. This is her talking to his dad. The apple didn't fall far from a tree. His dad played uh, pro baseball. That's where he got that mental toughness from. His dad said, his dad said, listen, he ain't getting out. It's not in his DNA. And the fact that now, now Tua, by the way, this thing is so successful. Uh, Netflix already went up to Tua, the quarterback for Miami, and asked him if he wants to do it. He says he don't want to do it. But the fact that uh, Mahomes allowed Netflix to get this unprecedented uh behind the scenes access, this will make him a legend, a legend in, uh, he's a legend anyways, but, but that right there playing through that injury like that, winning that game and then going on and beating a, a favorite Cincinnati team in the AFC championship game, shutting them up and their mayor, right. And then beating another favorite, um, now nah, they might have been a slight favor because they were at home. Check that. They might have been a slight favor. I picked Cincinnati to win. I thought Cincinnati would find a way to beat them. They were uh 3-0 against Kansas City. So they beat them, and then they were underdogs against Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. He still had that high ankle sprain. That video 
right there. Now, you had to bleep it out. Uh, forgive me for the language there, folks. But that video right there, that sound right there should be played at um, Patrick Mahomes' uh, uh, Hall of Fame pickles. I mean, you got to put Mahomes. He's not just a guy that makes a lot of money, that plays for Andy Reid. He, you got to put him in that tough guy category. And he did not want to come out of that game. He was not showing off for the cameras. That was a divisional playoff game against Jacksonville. Uh, that right there is why, and I, I put this at the, when he won the Super Bowl, I said, you add that in there, that game, playing through that high ankle sprain. I mean, I've got plantar fasciitis problem where it hurts to put uh, weight on my heel, and I'm getting it looked at tomorrow, and we'll buy a pair of shoes. we got a tax-free weekend coming up. And that hurts for that. But a high ankle sprain, you know, it's it's like sticking a, it's like sticking a knife up there, you know? It's a stab wound. I mean, that's the way he's describing it. As soon as you put some weight on it, you feel it. And he's hobbling around all over the place. And he's still making big plays. He said, I can't run, but I'll check it down. You know, I can't run. I, I mean, he did. That's a four to six week uh, injury. And he only, he played through it with uh, three games with two and a half games with this injury. So that video, you got to put it in Canton. You know, going back to my top five here, I said uh, Brady's number one, Montana's number two. I think Elway's been to five Super Bowls. Uh, I got him at number three. Peyton Manning still got more records. He's also got two Super Bowls than Mahomes. I got him at four, and I got Mahomes at five. And that right there, that should be played at his Hall of Fame. That that should be played on the big. If he if he retires today, if he's forced to retire today, God forbid, he's he's great for the league. But if he retires today, he's a Hall of Famer, Mize. And that fight in him, I mean, he got plenty of money, got the beautiful wife, already won a Super Bowl. He could have said, you know what, give it to Chad Henney. But he didn't want to do that, man. He's a tough guy. You got to put him in the Brett Favre category, uh, Steve McNair category, Ben Roethlisberger category. Um, this is not the first time he's had pretty bad ankle injuries. Uh, he played through one a couple of years ago, and they won the Super Bowl then, back in 19. Uh, I think he missed part of a game there. He's hobbling around. Uh, he He's doing uh, quarterback sneaks with it. He's tougher than he looks, but he's a tough guy. And, you know, kudos to dad. It then instilled that toughness in him. His dad says, listen, the wife said, he can't even walk. He needs to get out of there. And he says, it's not in his DNA. Dad put that toughness in him. Uh, Favre, Elway, Nainif. I mean, Mahomes, he just don't look like he's that tough, man. But don't judge a book by its cover. That dude's tougher than nails. Um, listen, folks, watch for um, some notifications on uh, my show. I'm going to do some clips here tomorrow. Get, like I said, I got an appointment tomorrow. Only time I can, I may have one again next Thursday as well. Don't know yet for sure. Either way, 
uh, listening for notifications. I'm going to I'll, obviously I'll, I'll do a replay tomorrow, but uh, also give you clips of different shows and different sound that you may have missed on the program. Now, Friday, I'll be back here Friday with Carlos, mad New Yorker, Chavez, Chavez there, like they would say in Young Guns. Uh, talk to him. And also Friday, now this will be played on Tuesday. I'm going to be Kareem Blackston back on the program. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tape an interview because his schedule's changed. Uh, on Friday at around 5.30 Central, and you'll see 30 minutes of that on Tuesday's show. So I'm kind of doing a little bit of mix and match and bobbing and weaving, but uh, you're getting a really good show, and I'm managing around a very busy schedule. So if you like the show, please share the show as much places and as many places as you possibly can. Tell as many people as you possibly can about this program, okay? All right, everybody, have a good night. Again, I'll see you same time, same place here on Sports Scope.